This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? We're back with episode 68 of Beers in the Lot. This week, we're coming at you with some topics that I'm sure will entertain. We talked about Brady Kachuk and Brendan Lemieux and the bite and Parlez-vous Francais. Must if you want to be Montreal's new GM. All right, let's go. Is that an unsuccessful crack? And you had to go back at it again? Yes, I did. I needed another try. It looked like John ripped the whole top of the can off. <laughs> what, did we have two failures here? With my teeth. <laughs> With my teeth. I'm so furious. Are you on PEDS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all jacked up from all the turkey I asked the other day. <laughs> turkey and cranberry sauce. What are you drinking tonight, Daniel? So uh, I have a uh, OJ double IPA from Lone Pine. They're out of Portland, Maine. Uh, first time I had them, I was up in uh, Massachusetts. They got some good beer, so looking forward to this. Very nice. What uh, can did you rip off the top of? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so because it's the season, I have a... From Center of the Universe Brewing Company in Ashland, Virginia, so not that far. Uh, Donnie, it is a 100% cold-pressed coffee brown ale. So I was going to say, it looks like a Folgers can. Yes, it does. So I I like fell in love with it. I mean, I would never drink that brand of coffee in my life. I'm sorry, like ever. Um, (laughs) But like I instantly was like, oh, that's coffee ale. I'm in. I thought the same thing. My uh, my mother in law brought it over. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Why is it in my house? <laughs> and then it wasn't like, that bad. I'm a, I mean, I don't have beef I'm with a, Folgers. I'm a, it's fine. I'm, a, I'm a coffee freaking nerd. Like I do the French press or AeroPress, Chemex, so grab my own beans, oh my. whatever. Yeah, wow. we don't need to get into it. I'm I'm a freaking dork. <laughs> but anyway, uh, wow. Aaron, since you like drink Folgers out of a tin can, like it's the 1960s. What, <laughs> What are you <laughs> I don't know if my beer taste in beer gives it away, but I guess I just don't really care about these sorts of things where people are connoisseurs of stuff. But anyway, today I have a repeat beer from Brothers Craft Brewing down in Virginia. Cerveza Hermanos. A little uh, Mexican style lager that I've had before. It's Really good. It's winter, but Aaron's staying with like the, yeah, that's right. the summer months. <laughs> <laughs> I took the trash out in sandals and and cargo shorts and twenty some degree weather today. Yeah, never ending I, summer. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's only over when you wear pants all the time. So I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. And <laughs> Aaron's the tough and guy. Hang at the bus stop in the morning. I'm not cold. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guy at the bus. <laughs> 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 not cold. 
Aaron, you're literally shivering. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have walking pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I might, but I'm not cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking tonight, Riggs? I have from our friends at Flying Dog. And they are our friends. They are. Well, one of them is our one really them, good friend. At least one of them is our friend. <laughs> Shout out, Brendan <laughs> McGee. Darkberry Sour. So it's a sour using only the darkest and tartest berries of the berry whatever World. species. Family. Persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't Dave and state what kind of berries, or it just says dark berries. It just says schnozberries to hell with bright berries. <laughs> to hell okay. with bright berries. So there's schnozberries. A, there's a couple jokes on here. I'm not smart, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to do too much editing. Yeah, <laughs> I do see that uh, that beer in the cup, though. Yeah, or, yeah the glass I'll color of that. Look it's got a it. good color. I mean, look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like you're drinking a glass of blood. <laughs> All right. Okay. Why not? It's sure. juicy. Sure. What order? Is juicy. Cranberry juice. <laughs> ordered a cranberry juice. <laughs> so, anybody uh, hear any good NHL news recently? Anything? Is there anything going on in the league? Hey, John. Yo. Do, do you know how to speak French? Francais? No, I do not. <laughs> okay, then you're out. I know you're a few out. words, but not the not good ones. You, yeah, you, I mean, you cannot be the next GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Well, <laughs> they came I'm, out and said it. They yeah, came out and said it. A, I think that's a big problem. I, I, I think, especially in this day and age, there's so many young minds bright young minds or like people who are eager for positions that could help out that organization. But because you don't, you're not a dual linguist, you're automatically out. I I do like the fact that they, they have an experienced GM who like say whatever you want. Like he built the New York Rangers and they're, they're doing fine. They, you know, they've done well in the draft so far. They've identified some pretty good young players that, Look like they're doing well. Uh, so like Jeff Gordon's American. So that that's that's a good start as a president of hockey ops. And I think what he wants to do is kind of guide the team and not really be the day-to-day face-to-face uh person with the media, which is probably a good thing for him because he doesn't speak French. But the fact that you already came and said your next GM has to be French, that like next what a good chunk of guys because they're not francophones. I don't know. It it doesn't strike like super smart to me at the moment. But I don't want the job anyway. How many guys do they have in line that are you know, could speak French and English? Probably not many. Daniel Briere, Matthew Darsh, those are two guys that are like highly regarded around the league, but they're two. So two at the moment. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, but yeah, but Danny Briere, how much you know, he executive experience. Okay. So it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not like. I, I don't know, man. That seems yeah. like a short list. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. 
seems like there might be a lot of other very qualified candidates available despite not having Rosetta Stone at home. (laughs) (laughs) Fire up your Duolingo. (laughs) You're out of out of work as a hockey GM. The other, the other problem too, I kind of have like about, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with Dominic Ducharme in in terms of him being the head coach for however long it's going to be. We don't know, but before that, they had Claude Julian and Michelle Terrian, both spanning five years each, so 10 years pretty much. They, they were at the helm, the two of those guys. Did okay. Those were both retreads from previous, those two coaches. And, you know, they also had Bob Gainey serve two different stints as interim. And they also had Alan Vino there like once or twice too. So... What what are you really accomplishing by like shrinking your pool so small and then just having retreads of the same people in and out of your organization all because they have to be able to speak French? And I think in that market, I could be totally wrong. I think if you have, I mean, anyone really, if they can speak the language of hockey and deliver a promise of like, Jeff Molson came out and said it today, we want you know, to restore a winning, uh, you know, a culture of excellence, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the good things an owner should say, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what, dude? Like, there are other organizations doing it, and they're not, like, they they may have a guy or, like, an archetype they want in that person or group of management people, but they're not going, oh, I don't care, you know, whether they're Swedish, Finnish, American, Russian. They, they don't care. It's more like, can you handle hockey and do it well in our organization. That's the requirement. It just seems really silly that they're prioritizing the speak, the language. Why? That doesn't, it doesn't so, matter. I mean, it's, <laughs> it does matter for culture, culturally. Right. Yes. In my, I, yes. I understand We have that. to recognize yes. the cultural significance <laughs> of the Montreal Canadiens in the history of Canada. And as the history of hockey paralleled the history of Canada, as it was becoming an independent, you know, commonwealth from, you know, the kingdom and all that good stuff, right? Like, sure. Like there was that, that franchise played a huge role in defining what it meant to be French Canadian as the country was finding its independence and its footing, you know, on the continent. So I get it, but it's 2021. All that stuff happened a very long time ago, years ago. (laughs) Correct. Um, We do have to recognize that and we do have to, pay homage to that because it's a huge part of hockey history in of itself it definitely progressed the game and propelled it you know in in its popularity especially in canada right because you had the great toronto and montreal rivalry which was really born out of english and french speaking you know canadian rivalry um in the national political scene so you know 
you do have to recognize it. But they're at a point now where they're beyond that and they need to just make good hires. They need to hire good people, good hockey people, like John is saying, and start making good decisions to get that franchise back to the level of prominence that it deserves as an original right. six franchise. Be- because you can you can pay homage, you can be a French organization without people having to know French. I mean, yeah. if you want to conduct all your business in French, that's that's fine. I it I don't see why you can't sing the anthem in like do what do the normal French things yet like do your your broadcasts every do it all in French but if the GM doesn't speak French who cares he's going to talk English to every other GM anyway like it just <laughs> doesn't matter it seems so silly to prioritize le but over the goals you want the goals you don't care if they're le buts or not in other other organization or you go to another building it's not le but it's a goal no, Aaron, that's not true. When the other GM picks up and calls Mark Bergevin when he's in another town, I hope Mark Bergevin speaks French to him just to piss him off. As he's maybe that's what weights. they want. Maybe they just want to troll. <laughs> no, the other the other thing too, like you keep hearing like this Patrick Waugh nonsense. I'm sorry. I yeah, Hall of Fame goaltender did really well for that franchise. Went to the Avs did really well. I still fucking can't stand the way he left the Avalanche. Like it. It really irks me still to this day. He was lucky enough. And yes, he coached in juniors and did very well when he was part of the Quebec Ramparts. So fine. You were head coach there. You you followed the lineage. You got a head coaching job at the next level, which is the NHL. But the fact he like pulled out, what was it, Riggs? Like 10, 12 days before training camp, something like yeah. that. Like yeah. he just, it wasn't even like he was like on rocks and Joe Sackett and him and the ownership were just like, you know what? This is not, we'll take a step back. We'll deal with it. He just like up and left in the middle of the night. Like, and, and we've never really gotten a straight answer. And I don't, I don't think anyone really owes it to anybody. That's their own business, but it's like, you, you can't do that. And then like, what has it been? Five, four ish years. I think Bednar has been in Colorado, something like four or five, something like that. Then like your next step is like, Oh, I'm going to get the Montreal Canadians GM job. Hey guys, how you doing? I mean, like he can after- speak French, so he's got a leg up on a lot of people. Yeah, he also left the organization <laughs> like a scumbag, didn't he? Does it if matter? If right? they need somebody to sit in that job, who can only, only person who can speak French who can sit in that job, then if you apply and you've got any kind of credentials, you've got a really good shot, I think. If they're going to make the stipulation that you have to speak French. I, I, just, I would apply, sure. Why not? <laughs> I just... I, I'm surprised I don't they don't have still, people off the street applying. Like, still, honestly. It's still... Actually, in Montreal, I bet there are people that are sending there their cover letter are. right now. There's somebody in my locker room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, does somebody apply? Yeah. We know a guy who could who could apply. I mean, come on. I just my my biggest thing is like you you look like you're making a move in the right direction where you're like, all right, we're gonna get a guy who comes from outside who has helped build an organization somewhat recently, understands the current game the way it's going and Jeff Gordon. Okay, great. It looks like it's a move in the right direction where he's president of hockey ops. And then like not even a full 12 hours later, you go, Oh, the next person we're going to hire is our GM. Just a heads up. They're going to speak 
English and Francais. Cool. Thanks. And it's like, all right, well, like, you're kind of back to square one. Like, hey, I just feel like <laughs> there's no steps forward. Right? Is it just me that still feels that way? Because, like, Joel Edmondson, Kerry Price, Shea Weber, Paul Byron, they all, all those key guys from last year didn't, they haven't really played much this season, if at all. Okay. So there's, I wouldn't say like reasons why they're playing so bad, but like, there's reasons. Yeah. yeah. You well, have reasons. Well, but also at the same time, like, you have to kind of step back as an organization. What do you want to be? What, I don't think they know what French. they want to be. That's what they want to be. Clearly. They want to be French. <laughs> That is no, that's what they're saying. They want to stay as French as possible. Aaron, there's not even At a French on the roster. That's the thing it that bugs me too. Doesn't if they're going to say we only want to hire people who speak French, that means that that's their priority. Winning is not their priority. Being French is the priority. That's what they want as an organization. Uh, hot take. That's Aaron. it. I like that. That's my take. So, <laughs> that's my take. Look, man, it, it's it's not because like they went to the Stanley Cup final. Should they, they should they have been there? Probably not. Probably not. They were there. So now it's a matter of okay, what moves are you gonna make to to get back or at least make another run? You know, and if if you said that okay, we made the Mark Bergevan decision based on that, that we didn't feel like we were going in the right direction, which like they they haven't been playing well. But I think that also ignores some other facts. Like, Carey Price just started skating without goalie equipment this week. Okay? Yeah. So that is a huge piece of the puzzle. Sure. Yeah. Right? So, but I think it it goes to your point, Aaron, that they are not focusing on the right things. Or like John said, they really don't have a strategy. They don't have a direction. They don't know where they're going. And if that's the case, like it's not going to matter who they hire, what languages they speak. It's not going to matter. Yeah. They're going to keep losing. Well, the, the GM, I think, plays such an important role in basically prescribing the direction that the team should go in. Absolutely. By all the moves that, they're, that they, they build the team. So... I mean, it stands the reason that if you're hiring somebody who wants to win or somebody who's going to help you win to the position that is most key and influential in building the team to win, then uh, I don't see how I don't see why why being a polyglot is as more important than knowing hockey. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like a weird, weird stance to take. And it, it definitely. I'm going to stand by what I said. They want to be French more than they care about winning on the ice. And the, and the one thing like I I've seen, I read and I've like dug a ton into stuff because I like Mark Bargeman, like not, not so much for what he's accomplished, but all the other shit, <laughs> his dress and yeah, the hair. Say, like, <laughs> like, flat suits. Yeah. And, yeah. and that dude is Jack. Yeah. He's <laughs> 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 He's wearing schmedium polos everywhere. I love it. But but I guess like they when he was in New York, they had John Davidson as president of hockey ops and Jeff Gordon was kind of similar to what the Penguins have now where the president of hockey operations in like 
Brian Burke is way more in front of the camera doing interviews and whatnot than Ron Hextall. Because Ron Hextall is kind of like, I want to run the team. I realize being in the media is kind of what I have to do. Brian Burke has no problem dealing with media. And Brian Burke's actually very good at dealing with media. So I think one reason why they, and maybe this is just like their idea of it. We're going to hire Francophone intentionally to deal with the day-to-day stuff where Jeff is more going to be going, I'm going to build it out. We'll figure it out together, but I don't really want to deal a lot with press in dealing with all that nonsense. That could be it. That could be it. But the other thing too, at some point, like we all know it's very hot in Montreal. Like I, we joke like about all the nonsense Toronto gets in Montreal. It's worse. It's, it's way worse. And especially now that it looks like, you know, especially that the playoffs are essentially totally lost. Like it's just not happening. I think, you know, they still got to figure out what the hell they're going to do this season with all the players that either aren't playing or coming back or, you know, the trade deadlines coming up. I mean, you know, granted it's a few months away, but like, what do you want to be? What are you going to do? And it, and I think the drafts in Montreal this year, I think. Oh boy. So <laughs> have fun. Like, like have fun. That's all I'm going to say. Have fun with that. I just, Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame, but well, I'll tell you what, though, all the Carolina fans that listen to us are going to have a blast with that segment. This is just bashing Montreal. The first time we've ever <laughs> done it. Like, finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll figure out something in the next couple hours. I'll, I'll sneak in. <laughs> Not this episode. Give him a break. Yeah. All right. Sure. Break tonight. (laughs) Just tonight. Give a break on a Carolina hate tonight. Yeah. (laughs) So, Aaron, are you going to send Christmas cards out to like any NHL players? Like, I know a few right now that aren't going to get Christmas cards from each other. Do you know (laughs) any? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe uh, I'd probably send a Christmas card to Danton Heinen on the Penguins because he's shown up. He's had a career year. And Evan Rodriguez, don't forget about him. Rodriguez sir. too, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say that. Yeah, did get Chris, Christmas cards for me, but yeah, who 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 are you thinking won't be sending Christmas cards to each other? Uh, Brendan Lemieux, also. Yeah, weird <laughs> yeah, French guy. Probably not. <laughs> Going with the theme. Yeah, I yeah. want to see the Lemieux and the Kachuk on Family Feud. <laughs> oh god. Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, the the only thing that's like kind of comical about it. So uh Eric Lindros bit Marty McSorley. Mark Savard bit somebody Somebody bit Latang. Hartnell bit Latang. Hartnell bit Latang. There was a uh, no, Edler. Is was it Edler? Oh, oh yeah, Edler Yarker, got no, it was Yarko Rutu bit Andrew Peters. Uh, when he was yeah, I thought Edler, that's not who I'm thinking of. Marshan, I thought Edler got bit. Yeah, Marshan bit him. No, no he, he licked him. Didn't he, he licked Ryan Callahan? <laughs> no, no, he bit Edler too, didn't he? I somebody bit in Edler. the final. I don't think Marshan bit him. No, somebody did. 
It's only been a few bit. times. It's only been a few times people have That dude's been chomped. Others. Yeah, he's been chomped. <laughs> chomped. <laughs> well, Aaron, <laughs> the best is Aaron. Uh, it, it was kind of funny because, like, earlier on Saturday, uh, when Panarin's threw the glo- his hockey glove <laughs> yeah. at Marchant, I instantly thought of the Austin Powers character. Aaron, what's his name <laughs> Who again? Who throws a shoe? Who throws a shoe? Yeah. Honestly. Random task. Random task. That's a, <laughs> it wasn't odd job. It's random task. Odd job was in Golden uh, Goldfinger. Yeah. I, yeah. That was the that was the guy in the well, bond. I movie. just like random task to make it fun of. I like yeah. Brady Kachuk when he so he goes in the box, right? He has to go in too because it was a big brouhaha. And uh, he's like showing the linesman his hand, and he's like, "Look, there's teeth marks." Like when uh, when George takes the number two pencil out of John Voight's car to the to Tim Watley's house when they're having like the party where all the dentists are there to like ID the teeth marks on the pencil. It's like the same thing. Great. (laughs) I'm just kind of shocked though, like. The comments he made was, I guess it was yesterday at this point, about how like no one wants him in the league and all that stuff. I'm like, man, what like a talk about a dude, yeah. yeah, talk about a dude to cut real and whoever the guy is. I heard his Twitter handle earlier today, and I already forgot it. The guy who paid Gilbert Gottfried on Cameo yes. to read the Kachuk <laughs> statement is. I, next time something in the league happens, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to get Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey to do it. I swear I am. Like, I love it. I was like, <laughs> and, and the best is like Gilbert Godfrey had two things. His voice is still like annoying, but funny at the same time. He had no clue who any of the people are. Oh, no. Like, he was even like NHL. Like he, he had kept, no freaking clue. Saying th- he kept pronouncing the <laughs> T. He had no oh. clue what he was saying. He was, was just like, great. somebody paid me to do this. I'm saying it. <laughs> oh, and, the, and the worst part about all of it, you know, like Claude Lemieux calling his son, like, good job. Like, that guy's a scumbag. I don't even yep. care. He, he was a total yep. dipshit when he played. Yep. He was just, and he turtled all the fucking time, too. I hate that guy. Still not a fan of him. Like I just like <laughs> scumbag. Actually, years ago when he bought Graph and we did the hockey show in Vegas, I like made the joke to like everybody behind me in line. I'm like, hey, when I shake his hand, should I tell him like Chris Draper says hi? And they're like, if you want to end up like him, you should say that. And I was like, oh, math tempted too. Like just to see. Like can you imagine that? Like get this little guy out of here. Like get the fuck out of here. Like just to see what he says. Just to like. <laughs> <laughs> and of course everyone's like oh it's so cool i'm like am i the only one here that remembers this like hello like guys <laughs> it's this fucking guy oh it's the guy that it's fucking the, guy yeah it's the fucking <laughs> guy you fucking bundled draper for a fucking reason and then he turtled the rest of the series <sighs> but how can i yeah, I was kind of shocked too. Like his teammates took so long to say something after, like like a full twenty four hours. John Cook's like, "Oh, he's totally cool." You know, I'd, I'd like him on my team versus that kid. Ha uh-huh. ha. I'm like, eh, not really like a. 
I don't know. They didn't, they didn't really deny it, like on the Kings. Like, was he like, like, like standing around the corner, like getting ready to like get like, his mouth open with a bat or something? Get his mouth open, like what? <laughs> just looking at him. What is he going? What is he going to say? I know. Other than yeah, he's my teammate. He's on my team. I want him on my team. I'm going to support him because he's on my team. Fuck that guy. Like, right. He's not. <laughs> kind of rather, right. right. Yeah. How could you say that? Yeah. I would kind of rather see that. That's, that's what, what you want to see. That's <laughs> what you want to see, but that's not what we talk about all the time. These guys never show any I of know. that. They can't. They're, right. They cannot. They can't. If he says something about his teammate, then that's how you get waived. That's how you get sent away. But, but you here's can't the thing. Do that. Here's the thing. <laughs> If he's doing stuff like that on the ice, in the public eye, what is he doing outside of yeah. all that? What is he doing and saying in the room or around his teammates and things like that? So that's where I kind of lean towards what Brady said, where he's like, hey, look, we all know who this person is. His teammates know who he is. He's not well-liked in the league. And... I, I think if you see somebody do that on the ice, like that kind of proves that even his own teammates don't Fighting is like a problem. Him. Like, like I'm like, that's that's like street fight shit. Well, men like, don't people don't do that. Babies do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. No, but for real though, it it actually goes to what 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 Eric just said about how you can't show like Hockey players don't show emotion, but Brady Kachuk was so confident that nothing would come of it when he shows emotion. He even said, I'm going to answer this one this time. Like, I He's normally like, would never do this, but I am confident yeah. that I can say these things yes. because I'm right. And then yes. nothing's going to come of it for me because I'm right. And, yes. it, and even his own teammates might support me. You think because the team's so bad this year, that's him just kind of blowing off a little bit of steam too? No. No, he said it, <laughs> he prefaced that whole comment with I'm answering this one time because he doesn't want to get asked about it again and he's not going to answer any questions about it again. Yeah. He said I'm right. answering this one time and he went off. Mm -hmm. That's it. I know. I'm just I'm just curious cuz like not that LA is like, you know, in a playoff spot, but they're having a better year than what's going on in Ottawa, so I'm just thinking like maybe that's part of it. Maybe he's like fuck this guy, I'm done with his shit. You know, like he may be a little bit upset about getting bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I think he was upset about. Right. I don't think huh. he gives two shits about what the situation in LA take is. Here. <laughs> I'm not right. saying LA. I'm saying Ottawa. But yeah, no, he knows he knows the situation he's in there because that's why he signed that contract. Yeah, he knows yeah. that he's a piece. He knows he's making money. He knows he's and a piece of that, of what's going on there. And he is making his money. So he's there. He's bought in. He's the freaking captain. So I I look at the way he responded to it, and I'm like, that makes sense. And I look at the way that Johnny Quick responds to it, and I'm like, what else can he say? He can't say yep. anything other than that. So that's it. Yep. But Brendan Lemieux is a scumbag. He was a scumbag when he came up with New York. And I think he was shipped out of there because he's a scumbag. He's a problem. <laughs> I think I think he is a problem. I think he is like 
a guy that rubs his teammates the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And you can say it because what he's been, he's been in the league like what five or six years, something like that. He's bounced around a little bit. He's he, New when, York. When he came up with New York, somebody else. When he came up with New York, he was supposed to be one of the young you. players that was part of their rebuilding. Then they moved him. And that, like, whenever you would watch Rangers broadcast, it was all positive comments about him all the time. And then they moved him, let him go. And it's like, okay. Huh. Wonder why. Then, then this shit happens. And he's always been somebody that was on the edge. And typically, those personalities are not the easiest players to be around. Abrasive. One of your yeah. favorites there, Sean Avery's like that. Like right. his own teammates didn't like him. I mean, he's just well, he's no, that type of person. I don't think that's completely true about all Avery's teammates. Not I think all Avery, of them, sure, all but of some them. of them do. Not yeah, all of I, them. I think some were definitely rubbed the wrong but way, but enough to be a problem. Yes. Definitely. You can't have that much personality and not rub somebody the wrong way and not come off as abrasive yes. to at yeah. least a subset of your of the general uh, population. I, I think I think your teammates good, included. Nah, because there are some NHL guys that have a ton of personality, and I think they're well liked. I think it's the way you kind of care. Like kind of what Eric said. Like if that guy is bite, especially in today's day and age, there are too many cameras, too many angles that can see every little freaking thing you do. Like this isn't isn't the seventies or eighties or even early nineties where you could maybe bite somebody, no one will see it, and then you know it's like a you know player versus player thing where like if they don't have defined teeth marks, you know you can go, oh, I didn't fucking I didn't bite him. Like what are you talking about? Like now they're you know he bit the dude. Like it's not even a question. <laughs> like it definitely happened. So like Eric said. If he's doing that in the public eye, who's to say what he's doing at practice when there's no media there? Who's to say when he's in team meetings or team workout sessions or just in general around the team, on the plane, on the bus, blah, blah, blah. Like, who, you don't know what kind of dude he is. And we're not, you know, maybe he's not a bad guy, but it looks like you do shit like that. <laughs> I, I, think I believe Brady could chuck over Brendan Lemieux. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and I'm I'm not like again like Johnny Quick he he's backed into a corner with that question. He's not going to talk. Say what he just, he's what not going. He's got. He's not going to talk negatively about a current teammate. Like that's not going to happen. No. So, I, whatever. Right, because I mean, maybe maybe there is some guys. Maybe he's got a group of friends on the team, and like, let's say. Quick says something bad about him, then you got those guys going against Quick, oh, and then yeah, and then it just yeah. stirs up so much drama in the locker room. I wouldn't be surprised though if some of the vets, including Quick, got in his ear after, like, and hey, dumbass, and they were like, right, "Look, dude, I just had to lie to the cameras for you. Don't make me fucking regret it." Kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of go. You're a scumbag. Get your shit together. <laughs> Yell at I mean, him. I mean, there's the favorite, the the famous story about Avery when you know he first started out in Detroit and he went to yell at Sackick and oh, and Hull and yeah, Hull oh, and yes, Shandy were great. like, "You don't talk to him. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll talk to him." 
Like, shut up. <laughs> remember, talk, remember Brett Hall, you don't talk to Mr. Sackick that way. Yeah. That's the best part. It, w- you don't it, wouldn't, that it wouldn't surprise me if guys like that went to him and they were like, man, can't be doing You don't this. bite Mr. Kachuk that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so closes another episode of Beers in the Lot. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 68. As always, we appreciate your listens, your subscribes, your likes, your follows, reviews. We do this for our own enjoyment, but your interactions really make it a rewarding and fulfilling experience for us. So while Sean Avery might have been told not to talk to Mr. Sackick, we're asking you to come talk to us. Discord chat's really picked up lately. Come check it out. I'm telling you. That's where the fun is. You can figure out how to get in there at beersandalot.com slash discord. So until next week, thanks again for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good one.